Welcome to Finish Lines and Milestones with Allie Brettnacher. Incredible stories and tales of triumphs with everyday people achieving their goals in fitness. This podcast brought to you by Athlete Bouquets. Celebrate finish lines and milestones of the people that you love by visiting athletebouquets.com. Happy Friday or Saturday or whenever you're listening to episode five of Finish Lines and Milestones. This is Allie Brettnacher. And for the first episode featuring a guy or man on this podcast, I had to choose my number one guy, my husband of almost nine years, Zach Brettnacher. So this is a fun episode. There's a few dad jokes. Zach is the king of dad jokes sprinkled in throughout. We talk about our first marathon together, perhaps his only. We chat about how we met. We joke about how he trained for a race that we are doing tomorrow, which is the Indianapolis 500 Festival Indie Mini, a tradition for us here in Indianapolis, and a lot more topics. So this may be the only time you hear from Zach, and I'm so grateful to him for joining me, but also for making it possible for me to do what I love. So thank you, Zach. I don't know if you'll ever listen to this, but I love you so much, and I hope everybody else enjoys this conversation. Hi, welcome to episode five of Finish Lines and Milestones. Not at the Carmel Library today. Instead, I am in my office closet with my husband, Zach, and our golden doodle, Doug, who refused to leave us alone. So Zach agreed to do this, and I don't know, are you, are you nervous, Zach? You know, I'm a little nervous that you kicked off with that I'm in the closet with my wife. I don't know uh, <laughs> quite what that entails. Oh, are you? Okay, guys, this is all of a sudden not safe for work content. I'm just kidding. Look at him. He's looking at me. You made the joke. I didn't make the joke. That's good. Are you feeling more comfortable now? This is what you're in for. Okay, excellent. I'll also let you know that before we started recording, Zach got out his phone. I'm like, okay, like, are you ready? And he's on the calculator. So I'm thinking he's like calculating something for an email he just got. But instead, He was calculating how old he is going to be this year. So, Zach, tell everyone, how old are you going to be this year? Not 40. (laughs) 39 and holding, which is true, actually, because otherwise we'd have something planned, which means next year we're going to plan something big, right? It sounds great. Great. He hates when I try to plan trips. Okay, so as I said, this is my husband, Zach. Zach and I have been married for nine years this year. So when is our anniversary, Zach? May 17th. Good job. I am dragging him with me to run the mini marathon this weekend. And so before we get into introducing him and his background and what he does now, I wanted to talk about how Zach has trained for the Indy Mini. Zach, will you tell us about what your training has looked like for this year? You know, last week I ran three miles a day for three days in a row. So that's basically doing nine miles is what you're saying. It's about the total amount Oh, it is when yeah. it comes to training for a mini or a full marathon. It's about getting those miles in, Allie. It doesn't matter how you do it. It's about getting them in. Great. And where'd you get those miles in? I was in California for work. And so it was beautiful, 84 degree weather. And I'm ready for the same weather here in Indianapolis this weekend. Do you think we can make it happen? I don't think anyone wants it to be 84 degrees, but that's cool. So you've heard it here. He has trained. He's run three miles three times, and that's it. And he's ready to go. You have a time you're shooting for? I'm going to break two. Oh, God. Okay. Well, maybe we'll run together then. We'll see. 
we'll talk a little bit more about our plans for the race before we wrap up. But first, I want to kind of back up and let you guys get to know Zach. I'm sure I'll learn some things while interviewing him too, which is what makes me so excited for this. Back up and tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about childhood, what sports did you play growing up, and then we'll go from there. Tell us about, tell us about Zach. So I was born July 7th, 1984 in Crown Point, (laughs) Indiana. I have an older sister and two parents. And uh, yes, certainly grew up playing sports. My dad was always my coach growing up. Played a lot of Little League. Also played football throughout middle and high school. And then dabbled in a little bit of uh, track. I Once I found out that I was being used as a pinch runner in baseball in high school, got to be a little bit more exciting to run around the oval a, a little bit than... Uh, than sitting on the bench in the baseball uh, dugout. <laughs> what is a pinch runner? A uh, pinch runner is when a slow individual uh, gets on base. Uh, so a better hitter than I would would go ahead and uh, get on base, and then I would get brought in to pinch run for them so that so I could steal out? the base. Yep, you get to switch out as the as the runner after the team member you know gets a hit and gets on base. Do they do that in the pros? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, see, I know nothing about baseball, which always makes Zach... I know nothing really about sports in general, so Zach is always teaching me. You ran track somewhat? I didn't know that. I ran track my junior and senior year. Wow. What Do you remember what events you did? I ran the 400, the 4x4. Four four, okay. And I long jumped for a little bit. Oh, fascinating. I did the high jump. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, I was not good at it. My long jump career consisted of... A really good first jump, first time of the season, and then I could never reach that again. <laughs> so I don't know if that means that I'm uncoachable, or or really what that you know what that translates to. Interesting. And so when you so little league football track, did your dad coach you in most sports that you did? He did. So definitely, uh, you know, little league all throughout, and then. Even in football, my dad was an assistant coach and also my high school principal, which is uh, very exciting times. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dr. Joe Brettnocker. So before he was your high, or was it during where he was into like, what? tell us about Joe's fitness. Oh, dad's on a, a total different level. So <laughs> um, growing up, my dad was a drug-free power lifter. And so we got to travel uh, as he was going to different tournaments when we were younger. That was actually the first time I got to go to Disney. I think it's land. Um, California. In California. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Also my first time flying on a plane, I believe. I heard I was uh, a real treat, like it is taking our children on a plane yeah. for four to five hours. <laughs> so yeah, dad was always very athletic. You know, powerlifting uh, was a big part of life. I grew up. Uh, lifting with him in the basement. We had our own squat rack and gym, and uh, it's definitely you know fun bonding experience between that and playing sports. I got to see a lot of my dad. That's cool. So the rig that we have in our basement now was your dad's when you were growing up? Uh, yep. That's cool. What age were you when you started lifting with him? That seems like pretty kind of aggressive for a little kid. Maybe like five or six, but... 
dad was well trained and uh, certainly didn't let me lift more than a child should at that well, age. Well, of course, your dad, yeah. So well, with your mom, your mom was probably spotting you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what about Mandy? Did Mandy? So that's his sister. Um, did she lift with you guys at all, or? No, I I don't remember her lifting much with us. It wasn't her thing. Okay. But she was a great track runner in middle school and high school. I believe she even won a state medal. Uh, I want to say her four by one team. I think it was maybe her sophomore year. Oh, cool. Won state, and they were they were super fast. I didn't um, know that either. And super good at the exchanges with the baton and. I remember growing up in middle school, my sister, who is rather short, she used to get scars on her neckline because the rope at the finish line would be too high for her. Oh, my God. So, so she, would get, she would get a scar um, on her neck as if somebody was, you know, strangling her with a rope and got a little rope burn every time she won the 100 meter dash. And so she got scars. This is, oh my gosh, Mandy, I cannot wait to have you on here. That is so funny. Her, her episode name is going to be like finish line scars. That's so funny. But it, you it's did... wild the things you remember, but I just remember that my sister would, so good. would get a, a scar on her neck every time she won. <laughs> that, that's great. That's great. I love that. So you played sports growing up. You played all through high school. Did you play football all four years? I would assume. I did. With your dad coaching too. And then college. You, I know, did not play football in college. Tell us about your college years, Zach. Yeah, I didn't obviously play anything post high school at the collegiate level other than just rec sports. But through the fraternity, I ended up playing football, flag football, and some basketball. Okay. And where did you, you didn't even tell us where you went to college. I went to the Purdue University. Bo- boiler up boiler up i'm an i'm a boiler by marriage so tell us more about the fraternity stuff you know you headed up all the fraternities right that's right so i got into government a little bit of student politics and it was a fun experience so i started off as holding offices uh within my fraternity uh sigma nu go sigma nu (laughs) (laughs) and uh then we transferred it kind of over into um the interfraternity council or ifc where i was president for a year and then wrapped up my fraternity experience as vice president. Dang. And what made you want to join a fraternity? Was that just what people did at Purdue? Has, did your family have any history? Because Mandy wasn't Greek, was she? No, I was uh, the first one in my family to go Greek. For me, it was a way to take a, a large school like Purdue and make it feel smaller. Mm. And it was a very diverse group of guys. No matter what you wanted to do, if you wanted to go to the gym, wanted to go running, wanted to play games, wanted to uh, enjoy your Friday and Saturday oh, night. Oh boy, yeah. Um, you would always find somebody that was, you know. DTP. Ready to party. Yeah. <laughs> ready to hang out with you or, or ready to, uh, um, you know, even go down to the, you know, the study hall in case I have any uh, uh, co-workers or em- employer listening <laughs> yeah, to this. Right. I just wanted to Obviously. give a shout out to the study hall. Uh well, I mean, thankfully, you're smart enough. You just probably breezed through school. I can't imagine. Or did you, you really did study? I really did study. Freshman year was easy, I guess, from the standpoint of I felt really prepared. I went to a very good Catholic high school um, mm-hmm. growing up that got us really prepared. 
and I uh, was able to balance that, you know, joining a fraternity and managing freshman year, the new norm of not having parents there to tell you to do your homework mm-hmm. and you had to, uh, you know, get everything done on your own. But I think really in general sports taught me the time management to make that successful growing up. So I felt like I already had pretty good routine there by the time I got to college. Wow. That sounds like the answer to a job interview question. That was very good. It was very, very professional. It wasn't intended to be, but, uh, you know, it, when it's something you do believe, it's, it's oh, something you've got. Kind there of it is, guys. Yeah, it's just, in, I mean, well, your parents may listen to this, so I don't know. Your dad is in the car a lot. Maybe he'll listen. We'll have to teach him. We'll teach him how to do it. So you played intramural stuff in college. Did you ever work out and go to the gym to stay active, or was it really just like intramural kind of stuff? Probably like most in college, my freshman year, I started uh, working out and, and going to the gym for the first couple months. And why'd you do that? I can see the glint in your eye. You go to check out the ladies, did you? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, kind of with the goal of, you know, sticking with some, you know, past routines and, and mm. other things. But, you know, time becomes more scarce. And, you know, a lot of times that's one of the first things to go is the gym routine, um, mm. unfortunately. So the had the onset of the freshman 15 probably at some point gosh i do love the the chicken fingers at carry quad back in the day those were fantastic we yeah. used to also you know take some to go on friday and, oh, and yeah. saturday you know you'd line your pockets with some extra, <laughs> extra per- chicken fingers did purdue have any dining halls that were open late night because miami did and that's Definitely what I blame the freshman 15 on because we, I would talked about it in my first episode, but we had like grilled cheese sandwiches with pizza in them and like Oreo shakes and they were open to like one or two in the morning, which didn't seem like a good idea. I don't recall. It's probably changed since I've been there. Yeah. They definitely had like mini marts open that you oh. could use your dining yeah, card yeah. or dining dollars on, but I don't recall there being an actual food hall open at the time, but I'm sure probably that's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Now with DoorDash, my goodness. Okay. So after college, I'd love for you to tell the story about how, how we met. So we met at a party with mutual coworkers. I was just leaving my consulting career and I started at a small family owned business that you had worked at. And so as it stands, I, I took your role after you left. It was funny because at my <laughs> cubicle, there was a picture of these two women. And I wasn't quite sure which one I was meeting at lunch that day. But uh, both were appealing. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, boy. You heard it here first, Kate. Yeah. She was the other one in the photo. And, uh, yeah, kind of the rest is, is history, but, you know, we, we definitely went to lunch that day. I think you made fun of me for ordering a cheeseburger with peanut butter on it, uh, which I had never had. And which I don't, now I cannot believe you did that. I don't know you why would never I ordered it. I didn't really like it. I'm kind of a plain cheeseburger kind of yeah, guy. You are, yeah. And then, uh, I think I saw you later at another coworker event of all things like pumpkin carving. Oh, I remember. You carved a Purdue pea into your pumpkin. I don't remember what I did. And then I asked you if you ever hang out in Broad Ripple, and you gave me the weirdest look. So I was like, okay, well, that didn't go very well. Well, what you didn't say is I was dating somebody else at the time. So I just was kind of like, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So we met, yeah, I was dating someone else when we met at lunch, and then when we met at the pumpkin carving. But when that went south, then we, we really solidified our liking of each other 
this is <laughs> sorry it sounded weird um when we when we met at the um what was it like christmas time we there was like a christmas happy hour when we went out oh yeah i think it was like a christmas um gathering where you still hung out with a lot of the other guys and gals at the company yeah and yeah and i was invited as well and uh yeah we and started then hanging out more tell the people this is a good segue to dad jokes tell the people the pickup line you used now I'm trying to think back and remember. Oh, okay. So it turns out that you were a statistics major at Miami, which I didn't know at the time. Uh, but <laughs> I think at the beginning of the night, I said, well, this wasn't quite the beginning of the night. Let's say maybe this is like a midpoint in the night. I said, there's about a 50% chance that we're going to kiss tonight. And uh, later on in the night, I said, well, I think there's about a 70% chance that we're going to kiss tonight. And uh, I, I don't remember getting much beyond, you know, 70% before we kissed. So, yeah, yeah, I think it was, uh, I think you were, you were beyond maybe 50 or 70% in, uh, in liking me before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we, we remember it differently, too, whether it was brothers. We were at brothers when, for sure, when he started spitting these, this mad game. But then we went to, which no longer exists. Was it, oh, my gosh, I just blanked. What was it called? The where you go down. Chumley, not Chumley's. Um, it wasn't called the upper. Oh, Casbah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Casbah. So, shout out to old school Broad Ripple days. So we met, and then after that night, we just kind of started. Just I think we had our first date like the next day, <laughs> or like very soon after. I remember. I think we went out, and it was the middle of the week, and then G Chat still existed like on Gmail. Also, I don't know if you remember this, but I like literally followed you to work like the next day too. It was so weird because <laughs> we lived close enough to each other. Yeah, I think we went to Mama Corolla's. Yep, Sh- we shout did. out Our to first... Mama Corolla's. So I, I don't know if we're getting royalties on this podcast just yet. But not not quite. I'm working on it. Great restaurant. <laughs> um, always have a good time there. And then I believe you went on a ski trip with your family, so I didn't see you for for a bit maybe a week or so um yeah 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 so we we met we then we met again and then we started dating it was like zero to 60 and then this kind of gets into the topic of running and how we started running together i wondered what the segue was going to be there okay well yeah, yeah. We, i mean i could just like continue Thought to... this was a running podcast yeah it is it is but you know it's okay. everybody you know they want to hear all the stories i think Maybe. So anyway, so we then started running together, but I don't really even remember like asking like, oh, do you want to run the Chicago Marathon with me? Or like what you even said in response. But do you, do you remember? I don't remember the decision point of when I officially agreed to run the Chicago Marathon. (laughs) I remember the training and how I got to eat. Uh, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, training for the you know the full marathon was you know definitely a lot of fried tenderloins uh, yeah. that we would eat after a long you know 15, 16 mile run on the on the hot monon uh, preparing for the Chicago. Yeah, and I remember. Well, you should see if you can remember some of our training runs. There's one in particular I remember when we were up at Lake Wallacee, um, which is in northern Indiana. And didn't end up getting dark. Like, I think we ran later in the day for some reason. I don't know. But I just remember trying to map out these crazy 
places to for us to get in all the miles and then at the lake it was really nice to do long runs because I mean it's in the middle of nowhere so you can get a lot of miles what's that face for I don't remember okay uh, that that one specifically. okay I remember running at the lake but I don't remember the the late night run you mentioned I swear it got dark and we were like running in the dark over by like that McDonald's I don't know I also have a really terrible memory so I could have made that up what? I like I like McDonald's yeah you do yeah, so we ran a ton of miles together. And you say that you're one and done. Do you still do you still stick to that statement? I think on the full marathons, I think that's probably going to hold true at least through uh while the kids are little. Little and uh, uh you know, cuz it, it does take up a large time commitment uh yeah. with work and children. But I do still enjoy the um, you know, the the minis or the, you know, 10Ks. Yeah. Do you rem- what do you remember about the Chicago Marathon? I actually meant to look up what year that was. I don't remember what year it was, but who cares? No, it wasn't got 2014. Married. We got married in 2014. Yeah. I think it was 2013. The year before? Yeah. So kind of what I remember about the Chicago Marathon is uh, a couple of things. One, definitely the people, um, mm-hmm. which was <laughs> which was fantastic. It, it was definitely fun as you're... As you're running through the different parts of Chicago, um, I remember there was a, we had pretty warm weather that day. I don't know. I think they maybe had a yellow flag out yeah, just was, to be cautious. I think it was the year someone. I think somebody did pass yeah, away, unfortunately, yeah, that year. So they had a yellow flag out. And I remember there was one part of town that must have been like a young, pretty fun part of town. And there was a couple of different kiddie pools of water and somebody had bought a bunch of sponges oh, yes i don't know if this was by the race no, or that probably. this well, was maybe you know just private and so you know they would throw, throw these wet sponges at you and you know and you would you know just you know squeeze them out and it was exciting and then right after that there was a like a shot stand uh, where somebody was trying to get you to take a shot, shot of, of who knows what yeah who knows what uh you know mystery liquid they had in there um, did you take one? I don't think I did. I surely not. Drink. I don't remember. I don't remember either, though. I think let's maybe just I, say I, we did. Yeah, it sounds we cooler. definitely did because uh, we're so fun. We are. Um, so I remember that, and then I want to say the other thing I remember is because there was so much talk about it before. Is that the finish of the Chicago ends with a little bit uphill, mm-hmm. and so there's a bridge at the end of the Chicago Marathon, and actually. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, so for all those maybe training for the Chicago, yes, there is a small incline at the finish. But to me, it was so exciting because at that stage in the race, I could see the finish. Yeah. So I didn't mind that it was slightly, you know, uphill, maybe training at, you know, Wawasee, like you mentioned. I mean, there's, you know, some, a little bit of hills in certain parts, maybe of the farmland. Probably not much. Okay, maybe a little. Actually, I can think a of a little one. bit. I can there think was of a one. couple of ones. You Over know, by when the we run the five k. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you're there's right. There's a little hill there. Okay. Um, so don't call me a liar. Okay, I know. I just had to picture it. Over there, yeah. Over there's like a Fourth of July race we do every year, or we did before kids. Yeah, I remember the incline of Chicago. I've done Chicago four times to your one. Ha. But I do remember that incline at the end. It's, it's kind of brutal because you just want to be done, but it's so close to the finish. But you go, it goes up, but then it comes down, and then it's flat till the end. So it's not like you, it's not like where you have to run up till all the way to the finish. But yeah, I remember that too. And I remember the sponges actually on my previous episode with my friend Whitney. 
she told she told me a story about how they had sponges with soap in them by accident at a race she was at that was hot so thankfully we did not have any soap in our sponges they were just so cold I remember too with Chicago one of the other things is spectators will bring out all kinds of stuff for you to eat like popsicles like I just remember the popsicles I think that day they had to have had them because it was so hot and like candy and I don't know but popsicles I remember specifically in Chicago. I think there's something like over a million spectators. It's probably only grown now with the race being so popular. And when we did it, it was not a lottery. You just signed up and got to do it. Now you have to get into the lottery and like get picked. I don't know if you knew that, but. We ran together that year. We did. And I don't know if you remember, um, uh, since you just uh, threw out no, that shit. you ran four compared to my one. But I don't know if you remember who was helping you get to the finish line on that race. That's one other thing I do remember is I felt like I was pulling you miles 20 through 24 to keep running. Yeah, it's true. I actually did admit that in my first episode. I said that you were really like not you carried me through the finish. And I said not literally because that would be impressive. But I do remember really struggling and you were like loving life. And we ran it in like just under five hours. So it's not like we were, you know, so we were, you know, I remember Zach said his arm was sore from like fist pumping to the crowd because we, oh, you forgot to tell about the shirts. Yes, we definitely wore shirts with our names on them, which is a pro tip that pro you tip. provided for me. And so a lot of people were saying, go Zach, go Allie. Yeah. And it was a, it was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely. Like you said, my my right arm and then eventually I would have to switch, switch to my left arm to uh to fist pump or to do a boiler up when I would see a fellow boilermaker on the sidelines. Uh I think we actually ran into maybe one or two uh fraternity brothers too spectating. Uh, I think Oh yeah, cuz a lot of them lived up in Chicago. Yeah, I think Elliot we saw and uh his dad was running but he wasn't running. So yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what the shirt said on the back? Well, we weren't engaged at the time. Mm-mm. So you were still really up in your game. Oh, I, I got those made at the, was it the Tiki Hut? Oh, you got them at the Tiki Hut? got at the Tiki Hut. I didn't and, know that. Uh, That's funny. Um, on the back, I think it said, she made me, or I've been chasing her. It was nice. It wasn't like, she made me do that. It was like something like that. I don't remember the exact wording. Yeah. But it was something like, chased her for 500 miles. What's another 26? Yeah, something like that. It was really cute. I think your sister helped with that, you told me, but it was really nice. She is in public relations. So. She's very good with words. And um, and I love words, as you know. I'm a words of affirmation girl. Don't worry, I won't get too weird on you. He's nervous. Yeah, so we ran a marathon together. And then Zach was, you know, like I said, he he's, or like he said, probably done with the foals. At least while the you're right, with the kids being little, it's a good time to thank you for all the support that you've given me when I've wanted to run full marathons after kids. And I kind of just do it and pray that you'll not be too upset. (laughs) I, I, you know, over the years of being married, you do learn how to better ask. I'm still working on really figuring out how to, how to do that. So if anyone has advice for, for that, let me know. But I think you started with the ask for forgiveness versus permission. And I think it took me uh, yeah. a couple more years to uh, to go to that model as well. Yeah, right. I know. Well, it's it's tricky. Right. And it depends kind of on the thing. And, you know, I think the 
fortunate thing with my most recent marathon is that I didn't have a nine to five. So I could just, I could do my runs without it impacting the family as much, which was the goal, but I would also still be really tired. So it takes a lot out of you. So I'm probably done. Well, I don't know. I can't even say that. I'm probably done with fulls for a little bit, maybe till I told you not this year. So maybe next year I did not enter any of the lotteries yet. So just so you know, I think sometimes I <laughs> would provide you the gentle reminder that translated to some of your mugs of you get to do this. Yeah, I think was you get to on the days when you're uh, you know really tired following a training session. I know it's hard to bitch about it, especially yeah. You're like you're you're the one who gets to and wants to, and I'm like you're right, you're right. It's such a good reminder. Yeah, especially for people who like physically can't even do it. So let alone my situation with the flexibility in work and. I guess that I I did want to talk cover this a little bit because I don't know if this is the first episode somebody's listened to they don't they may not know so we have two kids Sydney who's five and Sloane who's two so two girls and you know we've figured out how to be parents obviously you just kind of fly by the seat of your pants but I think with the pandemic is when you know is certainly when I needed to take a step back from the career part of what I had been doing for so long, which, you know, in software sales was a grind. And then pandemic really brought it to light that it just wasn't something I wanted to do anymore. And I was pregnant with Sloan at the time. And so it was just a good, good a time as any, I guess, to take a step back from work. So Zach has been working at the same company for what feels like forever. I don't know if you want to just talk a little bit about what you do now and like our transition of me now doing what I do. Sure. Yeah. So I've been at the same company now for 11 years. Um, Do you need your calculator? I did. I, <laughs> I don't. But uh, uh, when I started, it was a company called Interactive Intelligence uh, here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And for the past five years, we were acquired by a company called Genesis uh, based out of San Francisco. And uh, yeah, it's been a really fun ride. I've got to wear multiple hats. And really for the last four or five, I've been in product management, working closely with the, as I say, the really smart folks, uh, which are our software developers to, uh, you know, help build a, uh, build a product. Shout out to software developers. And corporate America is corporate America. But I think, talk, talk about what is it like to <laughs> always be in the same house with your wife and what is it like to have your office right below mine i think the bigger challenge is having the office close to the kitchen uh for you yeah so i'll go ahead and start with that one is uh that definitely is a struggle for me to be so close to the snack drawer and the and the fridge but yeah the pandemic's been obviously interesting you you noted some of the hurdles especially when we had both children home but we do now have both children in daycare our oldest getting ready to go to kindergarten next year Mm. and you know it's certainly been a learning curve I think one of the things that helped me out was pre-pandemic half of my team is on the east coast and so I had already worked at home uh, two or three days a week so got used to interacting virtually also that's the preferred method for you know a lot of the different developers as well and I do miss, you know, in person. Uh, It was great last week. Got to travel to San Francisco and got to see part of the leadership team in person and and interact in that way, which definitely adds a lot of value. But, you know, I feel like we've been able to adapt well. Um, It was interesting at first to, you know, have you as my coworker uh, (laughs) directly above me. 
Um, but one of the blessings we had is, you know, even pre-pandemic was already had doors on my office. You already had a defined space as well. And, you know, we're fortunate to live in Indiana where we have, you know, a little bit more real estate than you would on, yeah, true. for instance, with my sister who lives in the Washington, D.C. area, your bedroom kind of acts as your office, right? That's true, so yeah. Definitely uh, helps you make your bed every day uh, from that regard, I'm sure. But yeah. it's great to have a defined space so that you can still walk downstairs, have that be, you know, where do you go to work so that you can focus and, mm-hmm. and have that, uh, you know, set space, like I mentioned. So overall, not too bad, um, in my opinion. But, you know, luckily, uh, you know, haven't uh, haven't got rid of any coworkers. Yeah, I haven't fired uh, each other <laughs> yet. Yeah, it is, it is funny because when, when you're traveling... I don't know why it's different that different because it's not like you're you're like in your office and that's it. But then if I want to like listen to my podcast or my audiobooks out loud and like do stuff, I don't know. It's nice like to have the house to yourself sometimes. I don't know why it's weird, but it's just different when there's like someone in the house. I can try golfing more if that'd be helpful. That would be great. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now your fitness routine. I wanted to tell people about Eat the Frog because I feel like, or is it a national thing? It is, yeah. So they have studios um, nationally. And uh, shout out to my primary coach, Sherelle, uh, mm-hmm. at Eat the Frog. And there's several great coaches that I work with over there. And it's really just fun. Uh, so it's become a nice routine for me to, A, get out of the house, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. B, get fit. And it does provide, you know, that level of kind of social interaction. So I mean, when I think about, you know, running, I definitely enjoy running, but I'm kind of more of a team type of athlete. Mm. If I can call myself an athlete, that's a little bit of a stretch. Everyone's an athlete. But, you know, I definitely enjoy the fact that, you know, we go in with a group of individuals in the morning. I'm uh, a big fan of the 8.30 a.m. class over at, you know, Eat the Frog in Carmel. And it's it's just fun. Uh, We do kind of different stations. Uh, So usually there's a... A station either at a rower or a stationary bike. Yep. And then there's a lot of body weight exercises where you're also using a TRX band or yep. strap. So it's definitely uh, great. I've lost a little bit of weight, <laughs> so that makes it a little bit easier, uh, which is nice. And then uh, also we have free weights as well um, where we do different exercises. So today was more of a, a strength exercise. And then they also have another series called cardio and one called agility. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of you know varies up your routine and you can also switch sides or stations to kind of change things up a little bit if you want to take that same session multiple times mm-hmm. a week. So mm-hmm. I try to get there, you know, three or four times a week. Um, it's a nice routine and uh, I feel like that's going to be my primary training method here for the mini <laughs> marathon on Saturday. I was going to ask about the name, Eat the Frog. Do you know, what is it? Why is it called Eat the Frog? Because I feel like people are like, what the heck's that? So this is on the wall in the gym. So I should definitely know this. Um, but the, uh, now the, the founder, co-founder, Brian Clay, I believe, former Olympian. And that was oh, one of the mottos that he had with some, with, with other athletes of, uh, this is actually an old saying, they would wake up every morning they would eat the frog, uh, you know, get in the routine, get in the workout, you know, take it all in. And, you know, that's what it took to be an Olympian. Huh. And again, going back to <laughs> definitely, like I said, uh, 
Uh, as you mentioned, we're all athletes. Hey, don't uh, sell your, you're a marathoner. Don't sell yourself. Definitely short. not, not an uh, Olympian style athlete. I think it definitely has some different meanings when you say eat the frog and, and what that frog is, but when probably, you're, yeah, training for the Olympics, probably, mm-hmm. probably to that, you know, similar, uh, you know, regard is, uh, everybody gets to pick what that, you know, what that frog is. And, you know, it's not obviously a actual frog actual no frog frogs eating, have been harmed which in is uh, eating always the tough frog. to tell children what that means oh and true what that translates like, to. why would you eat a frog well i mean you can't anyway yeah it's hard to explain anything to a five-year-old because you can technically eat a frog and then she it's hard enough yeah should we have frog legs for dinner tonight? yeah jesus okay um i have been so the other thing i want to touch on too before we talk a little bit more about the running side of this and kind of what our plans are for this weekend and the mini and all that was a little bit about how we make it work as it were. So it is, I mean, it was so hard going from two really successful, decent paying jobs to one, especially with two girls in daycare, cannot wait until the end of this month when we stop paying one of those bills for Sydney. But we went from, and and it was during the pandemic. And so we've still been trying to figure out this balance doesn't exist, but this like rhythm of what this looks like for us now. And and certainly, you know, athlete bouquets, my business doesn't bring in a ton of money. And so just adjusting to that, but also trying to figure out what I take on at the home versus kind of like what you're responsible for. And so just thought it'd be helpful a little bit to share how we make that work. And so basically like the way that I The way that I look at it is a lot of the things that I typically we would typically share when we both were working now I do. So like I do all the laundry and it's nice because I can do it during the day. I do grocery shopping, which drives Zach nuts because I do delivery, which I will fight you on this because I swear it saves me money. And it's not my fault when Kroger doesn't have the things I need sometimes. But I try to like meal plan at the beginning of the week where it's like, okay, I'm going to cook three meals. I'm going to order my Instacart. I make my three meals. I try to make sure like in the mornings when you get back from the gym, the house is in order of sorts because the girls can be like a tornado in the morning. And I try to own as much of that morning process as I can. And I don't know, I just, I'm rambling, but I want you to touch a little bit on that because I do think people are interested in how the hell people are doing things because obviously on social media, it looks so great, but it's not always the easiest thing. Yeah, I'd like to still think of it as a as a partnership. You know, I think that there's a lot of societal norms yeah. out there that says, you know, the the man is the one that's supposed to work. The, you know, the woman is the one that's supposed to, you know, stay at home, watch the children, cook, clean. You're going to tell your, your foot size joke, are you? No, not okay. at all. Um, but, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, over the last, you know, 10, 20 years, you know, that's really you know, taking great strides. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I fell in love with you is you were a strong woman and, uh, you know, very successful in your software career. And, uh, you made a decision for our family that I don't think is, uh, you know, anything, you know, to be held, uh, you know, against your, your decision from a professional standpoint, it's, you chose to take a pause and, you know, kind of with that, then, uh, you know, in our partnership is, you know, you've started picking up some more of the activities that, we would have traditionally split. Mm-hmm. Um, like I do enjoy cooking uh, to a certain degree, but it is tricky as to, you know, take your last phone call at, yeah. you know, 530 and then all of a sudden, you know, have two children now home from daycare that are extremely hungry that are either <laughs> going to get 
a gallon of goldfish. <laughs> yeah, or, oh my God, or apple, eight applesauce Or they're going to eat something packets. a little bit new, more nutritional, um, but they want it now. So yeah, I think overall, you know, it's worked out well. And, uh, you know, especially too with, you know, being able to run a business out of out of our home office here, you know, definitely something great. And I'll support you in whatever you do after that. So you're so sweet. Thank you. Well, it's hard too, because I fought it for a long, quite a while. And I remember having conversations about like, I just wasn't happy in work a lot. It's actually been pretty tough for me to be happy in work. And I think a lot of it, I don't know if I'm made to work for somebody else as part of the problem. And I think it, it just took a while to just say, okay, it's time to take a step back. It's time to just figure it out. And yeah, who knows what the future holds? I don't know. No idea. But I appreciate your support so, so, so much. And for those of you who'd followed Athlete Bouquets on social media for a while, you've seen pictures of me and my family at some finish lines. And so Zach has been just a huge supporter that in that regard too, even though he'll bring the girls to the finish line and still in their pajamas, <laughs> which is oh, just so great. I know how hard it is to get two little humans out the door, um, let alone by a certain time to catch mom at the finish. And so I've said this already, which you haven't listened, so you haven't heard, but just know that I appreciate you being the one supporting our family and working hard. So thanks. I like so far that our girls have the motto of Jeep hair don't care. And so we kind of Jeep started that when care. I got a, a Jeep Wrangler that I've, that I've always wanted since the age of eight, 16, uh, you know, and so when we take the, the top off of the, you know, the Jeep Wrangler, we always, you know, joke, Jeep hair don't care. So I don't need to change the pajamas. I don't need to, you know, brush their hair yeah. it's because it's just going to, you know, it's get Jeep disheveled hair. there in the, in the Jeep. Jeep, Jeep hair, hair don't, don't care. care. And, you know, you like my motto, the no one cares, which then just, you know, it all kind of ties together because nobody, nobody cares. Like if your kids are in pajamas and if you care, like, why would you ever care? That somebody's kids were in pajamas. Maybe you can make a, a Jeep mug too. And you know, with the Jeep hair, don't care. Yeah. Then I'd get in trouble for that. There's a big market for Jeep, Jeep aftermarket uh, stuff. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. 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 There is. Okay. So we're, we're approaching the end of our episode. I feel like there's so much I wanted to talk about. And I teased the idea of doing this again after the mini, but I know that I, I get probably one shot at least for a while so yeah he nodded he nodded so so folks are gonna have to look me up online to see if i if i broke two yeah well i'll share oh, they're gonna have to look up your results so i'd maybe like to reset my goal okay is, uh i think I'm, I'm gonna break 230 yeah that's better <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> don't hurt yourself that was it, also when my uh my dentist appointment is uh, later this week oh boy 230 um, okay. Give us a couple more dad jokes while we're on. Well, we got it. Give us a couple. So I did find one, uh, this morning that oh. is very relevant here to running and it's what did one tomato say to the other tomato as they were being passed during the race? I, I don't know, Zach. You better catch up. Oh my God. You guys, I hear those every day. And as I like to say, I'm in the front row of every show for Zach's jokes. And there's some I've heard a one million times, but I still chuckle. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, those you know dad jokes weren't really dad jokes until about, you know, five years ago. It's true. With the, with the birth of Sydney. And that's when they became. Apparent. There we go. 
Okay. Wow. We didn't even plan that. Um, okay. So this weekend, let's talk a little bit about this weekend, then we'll wrap it up. But so this weekend, we actually get to stay in a hotel downtown away from the kids. I'm actually kind of, it's weird because I have such a specific like routine that I like to do before my races. Are you going to pack the toaster again? I'm going to pack. Because that's weird. I know it is weird. I'm going to pack the toaster because the bo- I asked the Bottle Works Hotel and they do not have a toaster. So they said, go ahead and bring it if you want. And so I'm going to bring my toaster so that I can make my toast with my peanut butter and my banana. What are you going to eat for breakfast? Right now, all I can think about is I have a toast joke, but I'll go ahead and... and, and What's the toast joke? Leave that till the end. No, don't leave it for the end. Now people, you got to do it. Okay. Uh, so say coast three times. Coast, toast or coast? Coast with a coast, C. Coast, 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 coast. What do you put in a toaster? <laughs> toast. No, bread. Oh, didn't this involve a cow at one point? That's the, uh, say silk three times. Oh, silk, silk, silk. What do cows drink? Milk, 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 not milk. They drink water. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, geez. <laughs> I digress. Whew, sorry about that, people. Um, okay, so you're going to eat for breakfast toast as well then we covered that and so what are i mean is there anything you want to do while we're downtown how, how are you going to feel being my instagram husband for two days I, he's struggling yeah I, I, i've been off the socials for a while so well, you, you, just know, you to... just tell me what you know what you need i don't know i've, I've learned one thing you know in terms of this is important. social media with you is you always tell me that to hold the camera high hold the phone up for god's sake i used to get on a knee and i would take a, oh. a picture looking up so you get the sky and oh, everything yeah. but apparently that's a big <laughs> so, no-no so, so. I, I didn't realize how big of a no-no that was yeah and you know what strangers who ask you to take their photo now appreciate that because if you hold it up they're gonna be like he knows he knows how to take a photo yeah and portrait mode's good for sometimes you know you'll be a decent instagram husband i know you're off the instagram but you'll just have to be you know you got to take some photos of, of me and at the expo. And what do you want to eat for dinner the night before? Because I already know what I want, but you what know, do you I'm, usually like? I'm a spaghetti and meatballs kind of guy. Or I could always hmm. go for a you know, a nice slice of lasagna, um, but definitely pasta before a race. Pasta? Okay. We're going to get pizza, probably, but maybe they have pasta. They have pasta. We're going to go to the garage, which is a food hall right by the Bottle Works Hotel in that area. It's so cool. It makes me feel like I'm on vacation when I go there because we never go downtown. <laughs> And I usually like to have a beer or two before, but remember Zach, when I said this was a partnership? It seems like you know you've already planned my uh, my. Okay, evening. so Zach, uh, this uh, is what we're gonna do. <laughs> I do remember. Yes, 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 yes. Well, the good news about the garage is they have like I don't know how many restaurants in there, so surely we'll be able to find something for both of us. And then at the race, we usually like start next to each other, and then just kind of say goodbye at least these days i do kind of miss running with you just gonna put that out there but you don't run so much anymore i was gonna tell folks my my tip is don't start too fast that's a good tip it's there's definitely a lot of uh adrenaline there at the at the start of the indie mini and you also spend a lot of time zigzagging a lot of zigzagging with the people it's so crowded yeah so crowded and the track is long it's two and a half miles so it's exciting for like the first one second and then you're like oh my god and stay low on the track it is banked stay low yeah oh i was like what um and also if you want to kiss the bricks i think you go to the right side they'll have signs they used to not have signs and people would just like get down and you'd be like what the fuck you're like trip on somebody 
It was crazy. Now they have designated, like, if you'd like to kiss the bricks. Have you ever kissed the bricks? Like, during the mini, not. No, I haven't. I, I, don't I know. did I just... it one time. Did we? I did it. Okay. When I ran with Alyssa that one year. I mean, I think I'm maybe one year, maybe I acted like I did. I, I don't think I've ever actually physically put my lips yeah. on the bricks. On the bricks? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe this is the year. Do you remember how many minis you've run? Like half marathons in general. So you don't have a spreadsheet like I do? I do not. This I is... remember I ran one mini marathon and maybe going back to our relationship as I told my dad I was going to propose to you. I forgot about when that. When we were when running the mini running. marathon together. And uh, I told him at the bricks. Well, that's So that's special. my brick story. I do have a brick story. Oh, there. How See? about that? See, this is where I just, I mean... We got to do this another time so we can remember all the things, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, running the mini. I'm excited. And then, okay, so two questions for you to wrap it up. One is what's your favorite running or like workout song and or songs? And then also like mantra. I'm trying to think of songs. Yeah, usually. What playlist do you use? I just kind of stick with, you know, uh, a Spotify radio playlist. Oh, that's so risky. Of sorts. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I've never really invested the time to, you know, go in and create a a full playlist. I've used your New York playlist a few times. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, needs updated a little bit, though. It does. Yeah. I need to delete some of the ones out of there. That's probably why I ask everybody, because it's a good idea. Then you can use all the songs for yeah, yourself. I think, I think I used to use, uh, there was a Nike running app for a while, and it had something called a power song. Oh, yeah. And so one of the power songs I configured was uh, uh, Call Me Maybe. <laughs> I don't know Shocking. why. But, uh, yeah, that was a, you know, a fun one. I think, what was it? I Can't Feel My Face When I'm With You. Yeah. That's, that's another kind of uh, I think about my year, one. that song you like. This is my year. The gashy. Year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, I mean, there's, um, you know, definitely it's a mix of, uh, you know, kind of what you want to listen to, whether it's, you know, I, I like my pop. I like my rap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like a good mix. There's also parts where, you know, growing up, we listened to a lot of Eagles. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, to have a little Eagles in there. But Take it easy. That's a good one. Yeah. So it's really, you know, kind of a mix. And that's why I kind of, I would say I'm more of like a radio playlist, you know, type fan where I like a little bit something new. And then I can always, you know, hit my watch and click next if I don't like next. the song. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we already know your next finish line because it's going to be on Saturday at the Indie Mini. So that's exciting. Any other jokes or any words of wisdom you'd like to impart before we, before we go? I definitely feel like, you know, for me, kind of my milestone or my goal here is, uh, you know, getting to finish. I just want to, you know, keep this being, you know, consistent. I think I do need to train more and more uh, as I continue to get closer to that 40 mark. (laughs) You know, in general, I think that, you know, eat the frogs really helped me from a cardio and a, and a you know general fitness standpoint, but I need to do a better job hitting the pavement. And so that's, you know, something that, yeah, I'd like to work on. I think one of the milestones, you know, maybe looking past this race would be is I'd really like to, you know, get back in the sub two ranges one so I can hang out with everybody longer at the after party. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> being the last one to finish isn't, yeah, isn't the best. And then you got to Then you, everybody wants to race to the car. Yeah, too. I mean, I think, you know, just going to be a fun race. I'm hoping for good weather and I'm excited to get out there and hit the pavement. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. I'm excited, too. All right. Well, 
time to wrap it up. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Gosh, you're the best. I love you. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you have a great mini for those of you who are running this weekend and happy running. Bye.